What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Uncommon Ground Podcast. Um, and it's pre- presented by the Allison Creek Presbyterian Church. Um, this is where we film. This is where we do all of the, all the fun stuff that you see in here. Um, and also, if you're, if you're listening to us and you uh, get a chance, definitely check out the Sunday worship every uh, Sunday. We do it live stream on YouTube. It's um, much better today after Mike added a couple of cameras. So just check it out from January 17th forward if you want to see high-quality stuff. Well, we're, it'll be going up since then. Today was a, a test run with, with the new equipment. So there was a little hiccups and little bugs, but it wasn't bad. I'm not going to say pat myself on the back, but I think I did a pretty good job. I can't wait to so, look at it. Um, I, was, I, was, I was pleased with it. But, um, but yeah, in the future, it will definitely be a lot better. So, um, but today we wanted to just kind of roll back a little bit. Um, we're not going to do anything as far as like lessons or going through the Bible per se. I mean, it may come up, but today it was going to be more of a Q and a, and so today it's just me, I'm Michael Wright and pastor Sam McGregor, Sam McGregor. And so it's just us today. And we're just going to shoot questions back and forth to try and figure out our background and learn more about each other and have you guys learn more about us. Um, we want you to just know who you're listening to. And, um, I think it's important and you, you get to know people on a more personal level and feel like you can understand them better and and know where they're coming from. So, um, I put a list of questions together. I'm not texting over here. I'm looking at the questions that uh, Mike sent me. So, and I guess we'll just, we'll just start with it from when I, from uh, where I typed it. Some of these are kind of out of order for where I wanted them to be, but I'm trying to do them as best I can. Um, so just to start off with, like, where did you grow up? So I grew up on a dairy farm outside of Columbia, South Carolina, um, between Columbia and Sumter. And it was, uh, it was unique in that it was a dairy farm, but it was only six miles outside of Columbia. So even though I was on a farm, I felt, much more suburban mm-hmm. and 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 so because of that i've always felt like i've had my feet in two different worlds and and that's where i've been most comfortable throughout my life of being kind of a bridge between two worlds because that's that's where i grew up at and um so you know it it you know it wasn't a common i mean you know typical for me was um, coming home from school, working on the farm, and then um, uh, grabbing my golf clubs and going down to the golf course about a mile down the road and playing golf because I was on the golf team in high school. And it was was pretty decent. And and going, you know, weekends was going doing stuff in Columbia and typical kind of stuff. I played, grew up playing on the soccer fields and doing sports in Columbia. And so, so that's that's my background. So. So it was you. You grew up in a small town, but you had the luxury that you could get to a larger city not far away. I would not say a small town. I would say it was more suburban. I mean, it was only right on the edges of Columbia, okay. so it was the last dairy farm in in Richland County. And so, I mean, the the city school kids would come out to the farm to for the, for field trips and such. And um, so. But, yeah, it was more like the area where we are here, uh, here at Allison Creek, where if you you think about if 
if if we had a dairy farm right here in this area, which is a, a, a rural area in many ways, but yet is um, suburban, and you know everybody that lives around here and, and lives in all the the developments around here are all you know consider themselves part of the Charlotte you know um, world. So yeah. Um, so growing up in that area, do you think that it had influenced some of your religious beliefs? So I, and so, so what I grew up with, the model in my parents were, uh, my my parents were very active in the Presbyterian Church in in East Columbia, and so I grew up with a model of like, for instance, my dad, who would, I mean operating a dairy farm obviously is very intensive work and a lot of work and very early mornings into late nights and so it like a it was not uncommon on a sunday for instance to see my dad get up very early i'm I'm talking three o'clock three thirty in the morning and go to work um and and then feed up afterwards come home in time to take a bath eat breakfast get dressed make it in time for Sunday school and church. And my dad was the one person at that church that had permission to sleep through the service. Um, and that's, <laughs> that. I mean, it was kind of a running joke uh, in that church that my dad, he slept through the services. And um, and then he'd come home and and get lunch and take a nap and go back to work and, and come home that night and sometimes then go back to the church for a session meeting that night. So, you know, when people today talk about well i don't have time or or whatever um i've got other commitments that i i grew up in a different different kind of model of that um so so because i you know so so your question is how did that influence my religious belief well obviously growing up in a presbyterian home and growing up in a presbyterian church a presbyterian christian church greatly influenced my understanding of of religion and and I mean, that's what I am today because that's what I grew up with and um, and what I, it's my tribe and yeah. where I am most comfortable. And, you know, my kids, uh, I have three young adult kids now and, and my two daughters have, have followed that same path and have adopted those, th- that religious commitment and and that religious understanding and i have a a third child a son that um that um is choosing to go in a different direction than that and um so well we'll get back to that one okay Um, let's get back to that but uh so you so but uh, is the area mostly presbyterian is that like what it was in the area because i know that where I mean, I was born in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, mountains everywhere, mm-hmm. and everywhere you look, there's a Baptist church mm-hmm. like every twenty feet. So, like, I know that that area is mostly Baptist. Right. There's a few other ones here and there, but it's mostly Baptist. So, right here in York County, you see a lot of Presbyterian churches, and that comes from an influence of of Scotch Presbyterians immigrating to. Um, to Pennsylvania first and then immigrating from Pennsylvania down to this area. So that's why this is York County, because that's bringing the name York from mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Um, 
next door is Lancaster, um, Chester. I mean, these are all names that were brought down from, from Pennsylvania. And, and so the, the influx of, of the Scotch Presbyterians, obviously they brought their religious preferences with them. And so that's where you see a lot of, of Presbyterian churches in this area that date back to the late 1700s, um, early to mid 1800s. Um, and, and so that's, and, and so growing up in Columbia, there were several Presbyterian churches to, to, um, that were options. I mean, my, my parents grew up in a, in a larger church and then the church where I grew up on, grew up in was one that started when, right about the time that I was born. So my parents moved their membership and, and were early starters of that, or that particular church. Okay. That's interesting. I did not know that about this area mm-hmm. that is mostly from Pennsylvania. It's interesting because most time when you think of Pennsylvania, you think of like Amish, like that kind of religious up there. But I guess if, that stayed up there and everyone else came down here. Well, again, you know, the, 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 you know, Amish was a, was a different set. It's, they're come from that Anabaptist mm-hmm. tradition and, and, um, but, um, but yeah, the, this, this area was, was greatly influenced from, from Presbyterians immigrating South from, from Pennsylvania. Well, that's very cool. So that is a, definitely some information that everyone so now knows you learn i did learn i and i like that i love learning history and things like that i think it's fascinating um so knowing that it it makes a lot of sense now hearing like all the names and everything like that but i did not know that yeah so um what about like some of your friends like growing up did they have the same kind of stuff or was there you know mike one of the things that <laughs> that i'm not real proud of is i kind of i kind of uh, had a uh, dual identity um, I was very involved in the church and had a, a very strong set of church friends that, and so we had a, it wasn't a very big church, um, similar in size probably to, to Allison Creek. And, and so we had a youth group typically of, of 10 to 10 or 12 kids. And, and, you know, we were very close with each other. And then at, at school, school um i i mean my best friend at school i never talked about church i never um invited him to be a part of that and i never talked about any of that with him and in in many ways i kind of had a had a dual identity and i when i went off to to college to to clemson i kind of faced that same challenge as well and that uh quickly got involved with uh, the Presbyterian student group at, at Clemson, but then I also had friends on the hall uh, that were, you know, doing some some heavy drugs kind of stuff. And, and so for me, it was a decision of which group do I feel most connected to which is my tribe and so for me that was a decision that that i chose to make and to say you know this group over here of of um that were part of the presbyterian student association that's where i felt like i could be who i really was and it's not coincidental that that those friends that i made in that group are still my 
good friends today. And in fact, it was just through random set of circumstances that, that many of us have ended up in this area and that I'm able to still stay in contact with. Um, the, the irony too is we had, we had one friend who was from York County and Michael, I used to pick on her cause she was, she had, um, um, she had some, like a couple of generations of, of folks that were from York County. So she would talk about, I mean, it was rural York County and, and small town and, and, you know, I perceived myself as being from a bigger town and, and so I used to pick on her all the time about York County and Hickey York County and, you know, here we are 20 years and it is our home. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I think it's interesting that you said you had a split personality kind of thing as far as like, I guess, hiding your, your religious beliefs from some people. Um, cause I was almost, I was like the exact opposite. Like I've been, I've had my, my beliefs about this for as long as I can remember. But like I had friends that in school would talk to me about church and religion. And one of my friends, um, talked me into going to young life mm-hmm. and it didn't bother me. Like I'm not one of those people that's like, ooh, icky stuff. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to touch it kind of thing. Like, it didn't bother me. So, I, like, and afterwards we'd go to McDonald's after we had our little meeting. So, I was fine with that, too. So, I would go there and they would do their their little lessons and we would sing Kumbaya songs. And, I mean, honestly, it wasn't as bad as, like, certain things could be. But I was completely open with my beliefs. I didn't try to hide it like say, Oh, I do believe or anything like that. I was completely open. Some people there were very receptive to it. Some were not. Um, but so what were your, what was your belief system at that time? What were you saying that I just didn't believe in God? I had no religion. And, um, and that a lot of the stuff in the Bible is, is great stories, but they're stories. They're nothing more. Um, and yes, they're lessons, but there's lessons in other books that are, you know, fiction as well. So, and so me and a lot of the, the leaders also had conversations and they would always quiz me. They would pull something out and be like, well, what about this? And then I would go back and we would have good conversations. And there were times that they would put me on the spot in the middle of their, I mean, I don't know what we called it. It was more of a meeting. We didn't really have like lessons yeah, per I se, was, but. I, yeah, I was never involved with Young Life. I, I know, I mean, Young Life is still very um, active today um, and has, is a, ministry that that has had a a big impact and it is a a national um youth ministry that Mm -hmm. that so but uh i mean it was more just meetings and stuff like that but they put me on the spot in the middle of the meetings and it would have me they would ask me a question in, in amongst everyone and i would give my opinion on it and it was a pretty big group i mean we probably had about 20 20 kids right so i mean it was pretty big but I was completely open with it. I didn't try to hide anything from anybody. So when you felt like they were putting you on the spot, so did you feel like that was a turnoff to you then? Oh, no. You like to argue. No, it's not that I like to argue, but I do like to debate and, and, and talk to people and have conversations. And it's more the people I don't, the people that I don't like talking to are the ones that will only be on the defense. They don't want to really hear your your position, mm-hmm. they will repeat the same response every time, no matter what you say. And I'm like, all right, we're not getting anywhere with this. And then I will just end that conversation. But I mean, sometimes when they would, you know, have me stand up and 
they ask me whatever my question I respond and some people would would have a rebuttal question and stuff like that and it was fine I didn't bother me at all and I mean I think I really only had issues with like three people in the group and they were that standoffish and they don't want to hear anything Mm -hmm. that I had to say right so I think it was a good thing so what because you your grandfather was a minister right yes and he started a church and you're I know your parents have been very, um, very faithful in their Christianity. So what led you down a different route, do you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, when I was really little, when I was really little, we went to church. I did the Sunday school things. I mean, honestly, I don't remember a lot of it, like what the teachings were and stuff like that. But I think at some point I just was like, I don't, I don't, believe you I don't believe that this is what you're telling me kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then I just started reading things on my own and looking things up on my own and I just gained my own my own views on those so I mean it's kind of how it's always been I mean my grandmother my mom's mom was also very religious as well um I mean my my grandfather and my mom mom's dad was kind of religious too but he was not as as religious he was not as like I have to go every Sunday to church kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He, he had his views and that's what his views were. And he didn't really share much with anybody, at least not with like me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I, and I lead towards him. Like he got his information. He had his views and those were his views of what it is. And he just, he didn't really argue with people, but that's just what his views were. And I feel like that's what mine were. So I just kind of like built my own. Cause my, my, my son says, says to us that he, he, feels like we didn't expose him to enough stuff that we tried to, uh, in in his opinion, try to force him into Christianity or, or in that we never exposed him to to other religions and and that that's what we should do. And that when he has kids, that's what he's going to do is, is make sure that, that his kids have, have lots of opportunities to look at lots of different religious options and make their own choice. What's his religious beliefs? He would describe himself. Um, I would probably very similar to what you say. I yeah. mean, he would. Um, he would not say he um, is Christian. He would say. Um, I mean, does he believe in God? Does he have a spiritual background as far as like that goes? Um, I, I'm not sure he would say yes to that. Um, okay. He would say more. I mean, he. He, he used to he used to love to argue or, or try to force arguments with me in, in which he would pull uh, scriptures out of the Bible that that make God look very vindictive and and antagonistic militaristic and um, you know he would he would go to sites and, and, and read stuff that would be a very, um, conservative, um, legalistic interpretation of Christianity mm-hmm. and, 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 and keep trying to throw that at my wife and I. And we'd say, James, we don't believe that either. And, and, and so for him, it was, uh, it's very black and white. And, and, and we kept, uh, you know, my belief system is, is there's a whole lot of gray in there. And so, um, you know, I, we don't have those conversations now. Um, as, as, 
very much, but I mean, he's he's still I, I think considers himself in in that kind of place. Okay, I mean, it's interesting that he said that you guys didn't push it on him enough. Like it's almost like he wanted you guys to push it on him more. No, he he felt like we did oh, that did. we yeah that sure. we didn't give him options that oh. we should have exposed him to more religious options than we did. I can I can say I can understand that, but in the same regards. He had his own choice to go look out other options, I feel. Because I, I, like, I feel like my parents brought me to church when mm-hmm. I was younger. But then at some point, I was like, I'm not going to go. I'm going to go do something else. And during those times, like, I could have looked up other religions. I have looked up other religions. And as all the religions, they all seem just... I don't understand why there's different religions, but I'll be for another podcast. Um Cause there's a lot going into all the different, all the different, um, kinds of religion. But, um, like I, f- I didn't feel my parents pushed me per se, but they were not, at least in my eyes, they were not happy that I was not going mm-hmm. like they seemed a little disappointed. I could be wrong. I'm sure my parents may have a different view on that, but based on like their responses to me, not doing things, they were disappointed. Um, and and, but that was okay. I mean, my parents have not baptized me. They wanted me to make that decision. And I'm fine with that. I mean, even if I dig... I'm going to have they, baptized by the end of this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. I'm gonna, we're going to... When he's uh, filming the services, I'm going to throw Dun- some water on him. with water? Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll see if I, if I uh, melt... But I uh, told me one time about going to a youth event at their friend's church and, and they had to go through some, some something where they end up baptizing them. And so she was like, did I get baptized? I think they think they baptized me. And I, what now are you baptized? And so anyway, well, the fun, the funny thing is, is that just dunking water on me doesn't mean anything. Cause I have to accept it. That is correct. So that's correct. That's but, just um, a shower. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm guessing you're telling me I just stink. But, um, but I mean, it, like, my parents didn't force me, but mm-hmm. I think some of my friends actually tried to force me more than my parents did, which, interestingly enough, um, I had one one friend who actually he was he was um, Catholic, and he wanted me to go to one of his things one time, and I was probably it's probably about like eleven, twelve maybe. And I mean, I went, it was boring as anything. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's one of those things that going to those things just kind of like cemented in me that I'm like, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I mean, I've had people try to, to get me to go that way. But I, f- I do feel that if I had kids, like if Jeannie and I had kids, that I would let them make their own choice on it. Like if they wanted to go to church and they wanted to choose a path like that, I support them in that because that's their path, not my path. So I have no problem with that. And if they ask me like, why don't I go out would explain it to them? And I feel like it's just different, different ways for different people. So, well, you're, you're more the norm today than, than what I've described as my norm. How so? For, I mean, th- just on how open I am about everything. I mean, that's, um, in your age group and and younger 
uh, fewer and fewer folks are finding organized religion something that they can connect with. And, and so, um, you know, the, the what you're describing is, is, is more typical than, than what I'm describing as my experience. Yeah. And so, therefore, the challenge for us in the church is how to connect uh, with folks like yourself. And that, that's why I'm excited that, you know, we do this podcast because it, it opens up those doors to have those conversations and connections. I mean, do you feel that as a whole is of the society is losing faith in general or is it just not wanting to go to church? Well, what those that do research on faith questions, Barna uh, being the main one, what they would say, what their research shows is that that there is a, a strong belief in God, and um, but expressing that through organized religion has become fewer and fewer folks willing to do that or interested in doing that. Do you think that's what those like those modern rock churches are trying to change? Well. You know, the pandemic is, is challenging all of us in many ways. And, you know, what you describe as modern rock churches, um, I sometimes use the, the term big box churches, that it's, it's an attractional model that you, you, you put out a, a, a worship um, uh, experience that is very attractional to folks. And, and so it's, it's kind of like coming and getting a, a, a jolt um, every week through that. Um, uh, model and 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 a lot of those churches are really struggling now through and, and the pandemic has kind of what 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 I what I say from my research is the pandemic is simply speeding up something that was already happening mm-hmm. and and so a lot of the churches that had multi-site campuses are really starting to struggle through the pandemic because if if you're drive is to attract people to a building to a worship service uh and and there are limitations to doing that now with the pandemic um that's you know that's your model and if if that's and that's uh, and and those churches are are really struggling with with seeing fewer and fewer and fewer people um able to do that and willing to do that and so therefore you know post pandemic is will people come back i mean that's the that's a big uh, question that that's facing organized christianity and and other religions i guess is will people come back and so that's where i'm uh, uh, pushing our leadership into saying okay for us to to be faithful moving ahead then we have to look at some different models and different ways of engaging people than what has been our traditional model. And to me, as somebody who's who kind of lives in, in two different worlds, that's that's exciting. I'm 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 very comfortable in that kind of 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 chaos or or disorientation. You know, a lot of folks that want things steady and consistent, uh, same thing every you know, week after week after week in their life, um, is very disorienting. But if you're used to being in a you know in a free flowing constantly changing situation then it can be very exciting to be in that environment which is where we are now okay so going back a little bit i kind of skipped over a few things um when you were younger Mm -hmm. did you want to be like what did you want to be when you grew up 
Well, my, if you walk in my office, you will see that I have a degree in dairy science from Clemson University. So I thought growing up on a dairy farm that I was going to work in the dairy industry in some way. I went off to Clemson um, with a desire to enter into the dairy industry in some way and went through um, three years of college moving in that direction and kind of exploring how can I how can my gifts be used in, in that area and then after my junior year at Clemson uh, I worked on a um, ministry on the border of Arizona and Mexico Agua Prieta uh, and Douglas Arizona and that summer of of getting away from the only environment that I knew uh, was helpful for me to, to realize that that is not where I was called into. And so I came back from Clemson for my senior year and started exploring my options and, and directions. And actually, the first person I talked to was my animal reproduction professor, who was a Presbyterian elder, uh, Joe Dickey, and, um, and said to him, I don't think this is what I'm called to do. And, and, uh, and uh, so, because, and one of the things that I, I loved about Dr. Dickey is when I had, we had to write a paper for the end of that class in animal reproduction, and I said, you know, can I do something that, that maybe would be helpful to me if I'm going to seminary? And, and he allowed me to, to write a paper um, about, it was a, about the psychological ef effects of abortion, and um, so, um, and 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 so, coming back from from that, exploring um, different options, and then that's where I ended up going to to seminary after after college. So my last semester at Clemson, I had saved up a lot of electives, and so I was using using those electives to do things like I took a New Testament course, I took a group dynamics course, I took a um, developmental psychology course, but also had to take lactation and um, animal reproduction. So, yeah. So, so with um, you starting to take those classes, did you decide that you wanted to be a pastor then? Uh, when I went to seminary, I thought I was going to be a, a pastoral counselor. And after getting seminary and and um, and kind of going through the process and I realized that my calling was to be a, a pastor and when I when I was interviewing coming out of seminary I, th I thought initially I was going to be an associate pastor but I interviewed and none of those churches were working out so then I ended up going to a small town in North Carolina Siler City and uh, ended up being a solo pastor there for eight years and that was a great experience because the Solar City was going through a, a upheaval with immigration, and all of the immigration debate, debate today, I, I got to see firsthand in a microcosm of the of the challenges and the opportunities that that massive amounts of of immigration into a small into a community, um, what that does, and and the challenges and opportunities. So. So that was, you know, a, a, a great, unique blessing to, to be there for eight years before coming here, where I've been here for 20. Cool. So, I mean, going over your past, I mean, it seems like... Going over my past. Yeah, going over <laughs> your past. That's what it is. 
Um, we, I mean, you've basically had like a Presbyterian background your entire life. Have you ever wanted to, or have you ever actually considered a different denomination or checked out another religion? No, because they're all wrong. <laughs> Sorry, my Methodist friends and Baptist friends looking at you. Um, it's, it's my job. It's my job. Have you ever audited another church of a different denomination? When, I mean, when I was in seminary, we had we were required in some of our, our class work to attend other churches. So I went to a, um, a um, Seventh-day Adventist church. I went to um, um, a... Um, I'm, I'm blanking on, on uh, I, I want to say Scientology. That's not it. It wasn't Scientology. It was, um, anyway. So, I mean, I was exposed to some other stuff, and I've, I've certainly been, um, I've been to some Unitarian churches at times. I've been to uh, UCC, Catholic. Uh, I mean, I, within the, in, and have been in, in, uh, in Jewish communities, and, and, and one of the things that I've, here in York County, I've been very involved in building bridges with the with the Muslim community. So I've I've been in 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 the in the mosque here in, in York County on multiple occasions, not in in and actually in a couple of worship services. Um, so okay, um, this is going to be a little bit of an odd one, but there, was there ever a time that you thought about not joining a church? It's my tribe. It's where I fit. But you never had any hesitation throughout your life and be like, you know what? I don't want to nope. go there. Nope. No? Nope. That was never a pretty did. easy one. If you weren't a pastor, what would you want to be? And you know, Mike, I don't know what I, I... I'm not qualified to do anything else. I am... I... But you can come <laughs> up with something. You can be an astronaut. You can be anything. There was a period of a few years ago where I was, uh, I thought I needed to get out of the ministry because of some things that were happening, and I did explore, and in fact, I had a serious interview with uh, Habitat for Humanity about doing a a community position there, and ultimately it came down to me going, that's not what I'm called to do. That's not what my gifts are. Uh, I mean... So yeah, if I had to do something else, if if I was kicked out of the church or whatever, you laugh that there have been a couple of times where that was close. It would do be some kind of of nonprofit community something. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. I like that. Okay, I'm uh, glad. So I only have two more questions that okay. are on here. One of them is actually one that has been asked to me about you is what do you want to get out of this podcast? It's a time for me to, to grow and learn and be challenged. And I, I don't like just staying in a lane. I, I want to explore outside the lane. So, okay. And then my last question, when you meet someone who's like me, who doesn't have faith, do you feel that they're just lost and it's your duty to help them find the faith? Yes, Mike. You, I am going to have you baptized by the end of this thing. No, I. You know, ultimately, 
salvation rests upon God's shoulders, and that's not that's not doesn't doesn't rest on my shoulders. I'm I I don't feel this burden that some of my more conservative colleagues in in Christians feel of it's all my burden <clears throat> that if I don't get you saved, you're going to hell. And so no, ultimately that that's that's God. Um, my responsibility is to just be faithful to, to who I am, who God calls me to be, and to, to learn and grow. And, and I'm, I'm learning a lot through these interactions with you, Mike. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, I'm, I didn't see you as like the pushy kind of person anyways, but it just was a question. Okay. So I'm I like you. I, I thought it was a good one. Glad you asked. So that's all of my questions. Are okay. there any other questions that you had that for me that that weren't kind of like well why don't question? we why don't we why don't we wrap up things here because i think we've kind of um extended our time here and then maybe um the next time we gather we'll kind of push on on you a little bit that's and, fine and some of your you know reactions to some of these questions yeah definitely we can do that so anyways guys so definitely you'll want to check in next time to see what sam has for me okay and um I don't think I'm worried at all, but who knows? He yeah. may come out of left field with something. Yeah. Who knows? But um, anyways, guys, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, definitely check out some of the other ones if you haven't had a chance to yet. Um, we talk about a whole bunch of different stuff like, uh, right now. So, And if there's something that you want us to talk about, um, a certain kind of subject, a certain like passage in the Bible or whatever, and wants both of our views, then definitely let us know. Give us, Shoot us an email. Leave us a comment below. Um, Tell Sam in person if you want to do that. Carry your pigeon. However you want to communicate, I'm fine with, and I'm sure Sam will figure it out too. So anyway, guys, we will see you next week. All right. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye.